I believe in love at first sight. No real words? Only fake ones. <laughs> Everything ship. Oh, I love that. So easy, so right. This is how our story goes, Beck. I think I might really like him. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing You, originally produced by Lifetime, but they dropped it and Netflix picked it up in December 2018. On Lifetime, the show You was only getting slightly over a million views. Sorry, half a million views. And on Netflix, I want to say that they're getting close to, I think they said 20 to 40 million. I don't remember exactly the number, but it was something ridiculously high. And, I mean, how do, how does Lifetime feel about that? I mean, that's a, that's another one, you know, being, uh, <laughs> um, just being, I don't know, associated with such a uh, highly praised show from uh i guess an audience perspective although it does have its problems um but the thing is you is really finding a home on netflix and i think it's deservedly um needs to be there the creators of the show are greg berlanti We've heard of him before. He's the producer and direct. He's the producer of The Flash. Uh, he's director of Love Simon. Uh, pro- big producer in Riverdale, Blind Spot. Um, let me see what else. The Red Line. Not really sure what that is. Legends of Tomorrow. So he's he's a big uh, writer, director, producer. Greg Berlanti. Sarah Gamble is another creator. Caroline Kep, Kepps, Kepps, I don't know. She's the author of the book. I don't know if is is if you is the actual name of the book. Let's see. Let's see. Is you the name of the book? Um, of the same name. Yep, yep, it is. So, um, I kind of think the name's a little weak. I don't really know what, uh, what the thinking was when they were talking about the name, but, um, yeah, I thought the name was kind of all right. And the, really the only things I had heard about the show were that it's kind of like a Dexter-esque plot with this kind of crazy stalker guy except he's like the kind of stalker I guess she would generally he's like the perfect stalker if there ever could be one not to say that there ever should be a perfect stalker but if there was one that you would want stalking you I guess he would be this guy um this show let me do a quick synopsis before I talk about what I what I think this show needs to go categorized as 
here's a synopsis. A clever bookstore manager relies on his savvy internet know-how to make the women of his dreams fall in love with him. Um, sorry, let me do that again. A clever bookstore manager relies on savvy internet know-how to make the woman of his dreams fall in love with him. So just right there is kind of tells you what this guy's all about. He's sort of like a, a the 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 main character, Joe Goldberg, played by Penn Bagley. I I think the portrayal is good. I think the concept is a little dangerous. It's sort of what Dexter had going on. If you have not watched Dexter, Dexter is the the, the quote unquote friendly serial killer. You know he's he goes around and kills bad guys, although he's still killing them. Um, this is kind of like a seri- a, a cyber stalker that has an obsession with this girl, honestly. And the guy that's playing him, he's not a bad looking guy. So that doesn't hurt, you know, for some people, but the majority of people that are stalking people, regardless of what you look like. I mean, we knew it wasn't Ted Bundy. Like he wasn't, he an okay looking guy. If I had heard correctly, um, Zach Efron supposed to be playing him later this year. So, um, just because they look like, you know, uh, model or they look okay they look like a nice guy doesn't mean it's okay to be stalking so that's the thing we are taking the eyes of the stalker and we are like in his world in his thoughts and at first i was like this is very problematic i can see how this is uh I, I it it creates a lot of drama, a lot of juicy drama is what I would say, but it's like it feels icky in the way it's done. So mm, I am on episode. I'm about to begin five here in a minute, but I'm uh, I wanted to give my initial thoughts of the first five episodes, and yeah, I do think the 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 stalking is a major a major problem and I see posts about uh I see specifically women saying yeah I I don't think I need to watch a show about a stalker um they already have to a lot they said you know worrying about that on a daily basis is enough um but I mean it it's so much about this it's so much sort of revolving the stalking but it's also not about the stalking it's also about uh, putting these characters in really interesting and drama-filled situations, and I can see how it's highly bingeable. The 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 way this is edited, it's like they'll cut they'll cut a scene right they'll cut the episode right in the middle of a scene, and so you're like you're left there like oh my god I gotta watch the next one. There, there's no, there's just no even, you don't even think about it because you feel like you're, you only watched half the episode. And with the episodes being about 40 minutes, they don't feel bloated like I would say most Netflix originals can sometimes feel. They're, most Netflix originals, um, 
shows, if they're at 10 episodes, they, they're bloated at around 60 minutes each. And you can feel it. I feel like a 40-minute show works better than an hour um, for the streaming format because it, the way, I, I guess, there's just not a lot of lollygag time. So, um, this is a highly bingeable show. I've honestly talked to a couple of uh, friends that have watched this. I thought this was going to be more female-predominant show. Um, just by the way it was, it's was, it been marketed and uh, how it's being talked about. But honestly, I know a bunch of my guy friends, my dude friends, like, dude, have you seen that shit, man? <laughs> like, I was like, fuck, okay, so I got to check it out myself. And uh, it's, it's highly bingeable slightly slightly to very problematic um pretty well acted i would say there's a couple things that need to be uh fixed in the writing department let me see um so sometimes things are just kind of set up just for the like information is kept out of sight of the uh of the viewer until the last second because they want you to think that something really bad's about to go down or something like that when when you know they easily could have given you some very simple information at the beginning um yeah so or they 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 might tip they might purposely mislead the audience um which it you know it doesn't necessarily bother me if it's if it's done correctly and it's done with a, a natural fashion, then I don't I don't mind, you know. Um, it's only when they put characters in situations that don't feel natural that make it just that much worse. So um, let me see anything else about this. Yeah, so basically this is the friendly stalker, the nice guy. He's not the the creepy guy that you would typically think is a stalker. He's more like a shy, quiet type that seems to have nothing wrong with him, except maybe he's not the best in bed, which uh, I'll discuss a little bit more in depth about that. And I honestly think I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get another co-host on this one because I think this show benefits from having a, a good discussion about the ethics of this, um, of the show. So let's hop into spoilers for the first four episodes of You. So I, uh, I'm going to give you a second, you know, in case you haven't seen You, just pop this back in rotation and listen to this once you've seen the first four episodes. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the way this has been laid out feels very similar to how the show Money Heist um, was laid out. They kind of, it's almost like a ride. It's sort of a guilty pleasure in the way it is. What I what, what I was talking about in the spoil in the non spoiler section with them leading the audience on, they led us on to think that one her father's dead one why does she have her father's name as the captain and in her phone i under I, I we understand that he's a sailor and did all that stuff but the, it, there's like deliberate information that is kept out of 
sight of the viewer so that you are left to think that uh, Beck is about to uh, have sex with some old guy wearing uh, a captain uniform in a nasty motel. And really she's going to a 14th century style, I don't know, festival with the family. And it really felt like the only reason they were all dressed up in this this style, this festival, was so that we were made to think that um, just it just gave her a reason to wear something uh, lingerie-esque. And I was just like, okay, so I think I'm starting to figure out how this show's laid out. It's kind of, I've, I feel like they're like, all right, we need to put these characters in a, in a situation. How are we going to get them to the situation? And they kind of write from there. And that's not necessarily a bad way to write or anything like that. It just feels like in some scenarios that you don't necessarily need to be in a 14th century uh, Victorian age style festival for the entire family to come naturally together. Um, but with saying that, I mean, at the end of that episode, it was extremely compelling. Um, the way it was edited cross between two telephone calls, um, which is generally not done that, that often. I would say the, the, the editing and direction with the last few episodes have been pretty exceptional. I wouldn't, I don't have tons of complaints from the technical st standpoint, I think it's a little bit bright for how uh, dark of a show and dark. Well, uh, just the subject matter is sort of kind of dark, honestly. But um, yeah, I thought the the direction in the first few episodes have been pretty excellent. Um, starting with the first episode, I really thought the uh, the execution of him. Him stalking her is is really pro problematic from from a narrative standpoint. We had this kind of situation in a Venom, I believe, that movie, and I had a big gripe about that. And the weird thing was the main character doesn't seem to think it's wrong in that movie. So in this, we're all waiting for um, Beck to come to her senses and figure out that this guy's been everywhere she turns and and it's with reason you know even to down when she fell into the the tracks i did think the way that joe is trying to quote unquote dissect back in the first few scenes that they are interacting it is it feels gross in my opinion it he says, oh, she's not wearing a bra, so she must want me to grab her or something like that. Ooh, I look at her butt, that type of thing. And it was, I mean, at the very beginning, he is extremely detailed with how he's describing her and not so much about the caring aspects. Like, he's not like, oh, I can't wait to take this girl out on a date. He's like talking about, you know, doing physical interactions with her, and she hasn't even met him yet. So, that's where it's a little weird, and a little nasty. Down when she fell into the, the tracks. And so, going back when we were in the, the subway when he saves her, um, it, 
it's shot really well done done expertly i would say you know super suspenseful the homeless guy is in the back like ah it's gonna fall in or something like that and i was like oh my goodness and he's like predicting the future what's about to happen and uh it was just like the editing and it was like like it just kept on like slowly building up and i was like oh my gosh this is some really intense uh suspense right there so i was like this is what i'm talking about when i want to see and hear some uh a good pilot i thought the pilot for this was 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 fairly decent in my opinion i i i think it's one of the better netflix pilots they or pilots that are out there um i think part of that is lent to the uh the main performances but what the main performances really rely on are these voiceovers that apparently take up the majority of the lines like i had no idea that the the main actor who plays joe really didn't have to say as much he's he's sitting there so often just giving these uh blank blank stares to beck but he still has a lot of meaning behind it when i say blank he, he doesn't sound like he's just do dazed and dazed you know staring at her he's got some uh gravitas behind the behind, in front of the camera and so i i find myself saying this is kind of sloppy but i i think it's enjoyable when it comes to the storytelling and and what really threw me for a loop was when they cut the scene right when he uh right when he finishes early in the third episode i believe and we're like what the fuck did he just did he you know did he just finish early and then from there the the perspective of the show completely switches to beck's point of view um which she doesn't 100% reveal everything to us in her in her mind in her monologues i guess um in her voiceovers but i i did enjoy the perspective change i didn't i didn't think that in the entire show we were going to go to the other perspective sort of sort of similar to what house of cards uh did at one point when they had perspective changes from uh the the main character to a side character and they were they were talking in a voiceover um and they're not talking uh well i guess let me think joe i think might be talking to us i think joe addresses us as another individual and he's not just talking to himself um we need to probably watch that a little bit more i mean there it's really fascinating how much uh story building they've done in the first few episodes how many uh plot pieces and you know uh side plots that are you can see uh you know waiting you can see this little this little kid he keeps helping out and uh with his family issues that lives in his in his apartment um like you you feel for the guy so it's like you see that uh, brewing on the side you see peaches um brewing on the side i also hear peaches uh, uh i think she's has a french accent or some sort she's kind of cut kind of covering it beck 
I think is really good. I I had was not expecting her to be as promiscuous as she was. I say go, you know, go for it, go for the money or whatever you're doing, but uh it, I was not surprised. I was sorry. I was surprised to see her to be as uh, you know, uh, you know, laying around as with all these random people that we weren't really pervy to and uh, we kind of feel like Joe in some of those scenarios. So, um, we're like, come on, you know, we just, <laughs> we didn't, we, we, we thought we, everything was going good, but, uh, it's weird that we're trying, it's weird that we're rooting for the stalker. That's, that's my thing. Um, I guess people probably had a similar, similar feeling about Dexter or something like that. But I, I watched the entirety of Dexter and I, I'm, you know, I was, we're not going to talk about the ending, <laughs> but, uh, but there felt like there made more sense into what that was, what that was about. I don't know why it feels okay to, to follow the, the, the perspective of a murderer, but it doesn't feel okay to follow the perspective of a stalker. Maybe because stalkers aren't they're they're violating your privacy and your trust but i guess they're not inherently physically uh hurting you so it just has some sort of barrier to it i don't i'm not really sure what the the ethics are regarding it but i mean people seem to be fascinated with it in in regards to uh the show um i get a little bit of mr robot vibes in this as well like i i i really do get like some interesting vibes coming from the show. Let me see if I can go back and check out the, the quick um, directors, if I, I recognize any of them. Lee Toland Krieger it did the pilot. He is the director of The Age of Adeline and Celeste and Jess, Jesse Forever. Um... Oh, and he's responsible for the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I think he was a director on there. And uh something called Deadly Class. Oh, he's done some Riverdale. Um Yeah, that was a that's about all I recognize right now. But um so yeah, that's the first director of episode one. Episode two he did he did episode two again. Episode three Marcos Sega, who is oh, speaking of Dexter, we got a, a director of Dexter here. What did I tell you? I feel like I should win something. Um, he's the director of the following Tyrant Damages. He's worked on Charlie's Ain Charlie's Angels had a show, I guess. I didn't know that. Uh, Vampire Diaries. Cold Case, True Blood. This guy's done all the stuff. He's he's been all over the place. Um, yeah, that's Marco Sega, uh, director of episode three, maybe. Episode four, The Captain, is directed by Victoria Mahoney. And uh, yeah, I, I uh, let me see what she's done real quick. Um, director of The Red Line. Seven Seconds, Power, Claws, Gypsy, American Crime, Grey's Anatomy. She's done some stuff. Um, 
yeah, I think this is a pretty solid episode. Let me see if I could rate rate them all. I would say The Captain is probably one of the lowest episodes um, that I've watched so far. Like, I, I thought every episode before then is, you know, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And this was like, yeah, it was pretty good. But it's not to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop or anything like that. It's... Uh, it's just like, okay, I can see this is a good concept. I don't know how long this can sustain uh, a couple seasons. I would like to know that this has a definitive ending. And the thing is, with this being so popular, I don't know if this has a definitive ending, which means they could ham hamstring it out for the entire, I don't know, the entire run. Like, ultimately, we, we want to know, we want to see Beck confront Joe on his shit and I don't know if that's going to happen in this season or even next season. So let's see. Uh, let's see what happens. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely intrigued. Um, I hope this helps kind of sort some things out, sort some feelings out on uh, you. I'm probably going to add a little bit more uh, of a discussion to this podcast after it's posted. So keep it updated. Check on SoundCloud again if it if it's not updated enough all right y'all thank you for listening look dog podcast rate share subscribe it scares me and take it easy not have them love you back i need to know who you really are i've read people wrong in the past are you following me i'm on to you i won't let her get in the way of us I think you were hiding something. You're being crazy. Honestly, you're lucky to have me. Every relationship has its obstacles to overcome, right? So you, you don't like the parts that the show is trying to make you decide between two shitty options between men? Yeah. Describe that a little bit more. You said Benji's on one hand and you got Joe on the other. It's like neither one, just neither one of them are a good catch. Like neither one of them are going to be worth the shit in the end of the show. Neither of them. Benji's right. well. Are we? We're not spoiling, right? No. Okay. N neither of them, like I said, are going to be worth a shit at by the end of this show. So, like I, I'm having a hard time wanting to follow it because, to me, she's she's she can't make a good choice. Right. With you, the options that she's given. I mean, that's kind of the the thing you know it's like that's the catch how well it's the catch of the show it's like you want to see how she that's every, i mean she she's the, going to react the show could have been about something better is my thing like they could have i don't know so you're not fond is it the execution of it is it the writing they're giving her is it the because i i personally find the acting to be pretty good i don't i, I it's not you know too hammy yeah i i can feel 
the soapiness in between when uh, Joe and Beck are on screen, you know? I feel like her character, like she said in the, at one point, can I, well, I guess we're not spoiling. We can talk about the first two episodes. So by now I would have she, expected her, you She does have kind of episodes. a bland character. Okay, so for the first two episodes, you think she's bland? Yeah. For me, as of right now, I'm watching a show that I've I've probably watched a million times in my life. A girl who is, you know, obsessed with this dude who treats her shitty, who thinks really low of her. And she's just like, no, he's just, he's just really good. He's just in trouble, and I'm going to help him. And I, I don't, like... When are we going to get a show where the female isn't like that? Can we get a fucking show where, like, a girl is like, hey, you know, fuck both of y'all. Y'all both suck. Well, how do we know that, how do we know she's not going to do that, you know? Well, I hope she does. Once that starts happening, maybe I'll like this show. Do you think they're not giving her enough agency or something like that, or? No, they're not. They're not giving her enough like they're not giving Backbone. her they're yeah they're not giving her any room to like stand up for herself or project herself and say like i you know i don't know i can't explain it i don't know maybe it's because the first two episodes have been pretty pretty stuck in uh joe's perspective yeah um are you wanting more from her side or do you like do you want to get out of joe's head a little bit i mean isn't the whole point to know yeah i mean it's it's supposed to be from joe's point of view right yeah his perspective okay well i mean if that's what the show's main focus is then i guess it's it's not what we're not going to get out of it right i didn't say that I, i don't know that i don't as of right now the first two episodes we are pretty solely with joe but it, yeah you want her to have a little bit more agency a little bit more backbone when it comes to what it's about what do you feel i mean what about the stalker aspect it's uh, a little disturbing a lot I disturbing. Mean, it's very disturbing but it's not new it's not like a new thing where people can you know i mean i don't know it's it's not worth making a show about in it's, my opinion. It's not worth... Well, the reason I find not it... Not when the girl is playing such a blindsided character. No. The reason I find it to be more interesting in today's world than maybe, let's say, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago, we have this whole social aspect. So he, he's doing like this big old social engineering hack when he's... I mean, he's sort of like a hacker, right? No, the shit he's finding out is that. I mean, like he said, none of her. Oh, fuck, it's hard not to spoil. No, this. You, I said you could. Okay, it's first two, first two episodes. Okay, when, when you okay, as a girl, right now you meet a guy, out in public, wherever the fuck you're at, you know that none of your profiles are private. You don't, you don't keep a private life. Then it's it's not hard. You're not, you're, it's not hard to find out shit about you. You're, e- you're easy. And so therefore you're probably easy in a lot of other aspects. You get what I'm saying? 
I don't necessarily think because people have a a, a public Facebook. When or he a says public... you want to be seen, you want to be known. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. People. I mean, I I do think that probably says something about the person. Mm-hmm. Um. How how often they're they engage on social media and stuff like that. I think that that's one of the more interesting parts about this show that he's able to do these social engineering hacks um, through social media. I know it's What's not. What's he hacking though? When she when she blasts blasts it publicly. What's he hacking? I'm saying like now getting her phone, yeah. Like the yeah, every, almost everything regarding her phone stuff is what I would say is hacking and she didn't have a passcode or anything though. All right. All right. So he he's doing everything but hacking is what I'd say. But I mean, still I, I don't think this show would have been the same 15 years ago, and it's not going to be the same in 15 more years, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying with the, the the social aspect. Again, the first episode's kind of disturbing. I mean, he's straight up, like... Standing outside walk- the window is a problem for me. That's I mean, that is fucking creepy. That's a problem for everyone. Why does she not have fucking curtains or blinds on her window? Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like you clearly, she's she's clearly one of those girls, and I don't know if you know this, but a lot of us feel it, and a lot of us we have this thing, or sometimes we do like to have our windows open when we're like undressing or getting out of the shower, because a part of us thinks it would be just not. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but we always feel like something's like something's there, something's watching, and so it. I mean. So you let them in, or no, <laughs> no. I I mean I can't fucking explain it, but I mean you can't you can't be surprised when you don't have curtains or blinds on your window, She's and there's a peeping tom outside when you got your tits out. You're masturbating <laughs> on. You're humping a pillow on the couch. Like what did you think people even even women walking by your window? What the fuck did you think they were gonna do? I know. I mean. They, they, they. Um, I, I teeter back and forth between if you have your tits out, don't get mad when people look at your tits. And okay. when you have your tits out, you know, or if you're not meaning to have your tits out and people are staring, feeling, feeling odd about it, I'm not wanting people to stare at you. But I mean, in, in my opinion, she can't, I don't know. Like when her professor was like, hey, cover your tits if this isn't what you want to be perceived as i agree i completely agree i know you may not a lot of people may not but i mean i don't know my thing was i didn't feel like she was giving she should be able to wear whatever the hell she wants you know yeah no no no. i'm not saying that giving your you know having your tits out when you're walking through a school means you want guys to come up and grab your ass or want guys to think that they can just come up and be like, Hey, we're going out later. Right. You're going to be with me or, you know, that kind of thing. Like just because uh, they, you, uh, someone wears something like that doesn't mean that an opposite person is entitled to you and to do whatever. No. Right. No, of course not. They're not entitled to touch you. They're not entitled to say provocative things to you. That's exactly but if you that's have what your, saying, if you have your that... tits out, People, oh. everyone's entitled to look. Um, 
don't have your tits out if you don't want people to see them is my thing. People don't have to touch yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. People can't shouldn't say anything to you. But, but she's in private quarters when, when we're talking about this, you know. She's, her home? Yes. She's making it very unprivate with her windows open that way. I agree, but I also feel it's it's not the fact where she's doing it and all that. It's the fact that we are following Joe, the guy, the stalker. The hacker. I get it. The, I don't. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about him, other than, like, just what the fuck are you doing? Right. I. Uh, to me, he's. He's taking her social media stuff and his infatuation with her, and kind of blowing it, blowing it up into something it's not. It's an infatuation, with a girl who came in his bookstore. I'd say he's obsessed. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird. That's fucking weird. I don't want this show to make females think that that's what we're supposed to... Look for? Yeah, we're not supposed to look for that. You shouldn't seek the man who stalks you. That that That's what I'm saying, is that's where the problematic part comes in. You shouldn't, you shouldn't seek the guy who treats you like shit either. <laughs> right. I mean, I do think there's a bit of a problem on... Um, the end of showing most males in this show are kind of shitty. Um, I mean, you could say that a lot of guys are shitty, but I I, they're not giving us many options, I guess, you mm -hmm. know? Does that make sense? Yeah. God, there's just no good... There's no good love shows. There's no good movies that actually show or give females the insight on what they should actually be seeking there are none can't think of any no well there's another show called sex <laughs> education that might be a little bit more interesting it's with the uh what's her face from hannibal the blonde lady what was her name it was an interesting name uh let me see let me see what her name is. she's on x-files too Jillian Anderson, that's who it is. What was her name? Uh, I don't remember on Hannibal. It's not. It's it, there's a there's a show out there on Netflix called Sex Education. I think I want to watch it eventually. It's with the the X Files lady on it, Jillian Anderson. She's uh, Dana Scully from X Files. But anyways, I heard that that was kind of interesting. But you can't think of anything that no. I mean, like most movies, if there's a romantic subplot or something like that, they there's like some sort of happily ever after with them they all seem superficial it's all unrealistic for me mm. for me i know not for everyone but for me it's all unrealistic mm -hmm. and then this you know seems a little bit more realistic but it's not a good a good take no yeah i i definitely don't think it's a good take but it's interesting to me personally What's interesting? Just the the show, the take. I did you. Ever, I, I I really thought the first few seasons of Dexter were really interesting. And in I that, didn't watch Dexter. So these are by some of the same directors of Dexter, not the creators, but uh, but um, directors. And so I could kind of feel Dexter esque vibes. Dexter was like the friendly serial killer. He was killing bad guys. Mm -hmm. But it's not like 
the friendly stalker where you're stalking like good you can't guys. be a friendly uh, stalker when you're you have harming to, people you have to be like a, a bad stalker i guess right he's or not a bad stalker but there's no good stalker. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't want females to start getting this mind, this thing, and there's you know thought in their head that there's a guy out there stalking you, and it it turns out he's gonna be the love of your life. He's he's just gonna be he's gonna be a stalker that turns into Prince Charming. Not gonna fucking happen. And they don't normally look like this guy, right? I mean, I, it shouldn't matter what they look like for one thing, but I mean, he's he's he does not look like a crazy strung out quote-unquote stalker you know i mean i think you're i think his actions kind of make him look that way okay i think he kind of has maybe the ted bundy thing kind of going on you know that wasn't he kind of easy on the eyes a little bit yeah but what i'm saying is he's not ugly no he doesn't i mean he doesn't need to be ugly to be a stalker that's what i'm but I, I what they're laying on thick is uh being the average guy you know you know what would make this show really fucking good? What's that? A guy with some thick-ass glasses and, like, you know, just a really big gap between his teeth coming in and her being like, this is who I love. <laughs> and her actually liking him would be fucking great. <laughs> and her being like, fuck both y'all. Both y'all suck. <laughs> the, the thing is, there is only one character who might be redeemable. Who? The guy that works with them. I don't know his name. Let me see. Uh, the his coworker. Yeah. What do you mean redeemable? What has he done? He hasn't done anything. That's the thing. He's the only. He's the only guy that's not a shit bag. It'd be great if she was just like, "Sorry, Joe, but I've only been getting close to you, so I could be closer to him." Oh, e- <laughs> Ethan. Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Joe. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I just. Uh... I don't know. Uh, you know what I find interesting about this show, really, mm-hmm. is his social engineering aspect. The way he kind of sets up a full personality for her and goes way and above and uh, crosses the line saying, oh, goodness, she doesn't have a bra on. She she doesn't have this, if you know, this, that, Yeah, and the other. you don't have a bra on, so you want me to see. It what? Was, it was <laughs> a little like, whoa. But then he goes as far as to, like talking about her friends a little bit and saying you know oh this is not my kind of parties and Mm -hmm. you know he creates a full like on database uh, you know based on her you know so i I was just like can i give a prediction yeah let's do predictions he killed candace kansas candace 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 is dead who's candace his ex oh 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 okay so we have predictions right now uh yeah, I think that... Either that or she's still fucking locked up somewhere. Oh, gosh. Fucking Hamill her, style. Because her friend was like, she left so suddenly we were all really sad. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, just happy she's happy. Gotta go. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that, that's not a telltale sign. I mean, Be- Beck was the one that got him out of there. Um, The thing about that is, I think Joe is sloppy. As a as a stalker and a, a a serial killer guy, he's not a killer though, right? Well, I mean, what I mean, didn't he technically? Didn't he technically kill what's his face? Uh, yeah, he did. He killed uh, Benji. Benji, and I had a dog named Benji when I was little. It's a weenie dog. Ji. Yep. Hmm. 
Um, so yeah, let's. So he could. Po what is a serial? Well, you got to kill three people to be a serial killer. So as as of right now, he's got one body on his hands. Maybe two. And possibly two. So, and and possibly more. I I really hate that they had to stick with like Joe, Paco, Ethan, Lynn are all and Claudia are all regular names and then you get the three girls who are friends and it's Peach, Anika and Beck and it's like <laughs> Beck I I fucking hate that name that is off of Victorious <laughs> to the guy Victor it was the guy on the show Victorious that played on Nickelodeon his name was Beck and I like I couldn't stand hearing it her last name is Beck I know to and be I, clear. I, I get it I'm looking at it. Yeah. I see it. It's aggravating. I understand. It's that. just one of those things where I kind of cringe yeah. every time I fucking hear the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got a thing with names. You don't like a lot of names. I don't. Yeah. There's like a only a select few names I don't. I really don't. Like. I don't like it when like fucking call her Gwen. Her name is Guinevere. Yeah. I'm, call her Gwen. I'm. <laughs> I'm assuming. They're calling her Beck because this is based off of a, a novel, and they probably called her Beck in the novel. Okay, but why? Hell if I know. Just because it's her last name? Uh, it's I, 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 Did she introduce herself as Beck? She's, he looked at her yeah, yeah. card. Yeah, which was very intrusive, by the way. <laughs> that makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like, oh, you gave me your credit card. You clearly want me to look at your name. It's like, What? It, I don't know. It's like they just took her first name, could have called her Gwen, but were like, no, you know, it's a little bit more edgy, a little bit more, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but let's call, let's go with Beck. <laughs> like, what the, what you, the fuck is that? <laughs> you like it. You like it. Sure. We'll pretend. You got Annika. You got Beck. Oh, it's not Anika? <laughs> it's An Anika. Give me that name. <laughs> All these fucking stupid names. Oh my gosh! Don't insult all the. I'm not insulting all the Annikas out there. Hey, I'm entitled to my opinion, so. I'm sorry this, to this all the all the Annikas out there. Me too. Sorry, your mom named you that. Oh, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> They're gonna go fucking. Say fuck this now. Oh god. No, no. There's. No. I bet you there's not one Annika watching gonna listen to this podcast because <laughs> there's no one with that name they're all on tv they're all made up names for tv shows like claudia right i don't oh that's joan's name joan's name's claudia claudia Joan. no 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 don't 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 be giving all that information out okay <laughs> <laughs> you're like her, 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 her. Also, I can't remember her last name anyway. Yeah, no one, no one can anymore. Anyway. But uh, what uh, what were you saying anyways? Um, so yeah, I we're gonna binge this show, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, thank God, it's over. <laughs> you don't have to watch it. But now I do because I'm in episode two, and I'm hoping that a lot of shit change changes. So. I do want to finish it. I at least want to finish it for, in hopes that shit changes about this show. Not that we finish it out and we find out he killed Candace. 
the, I, I hope it's not like a normal fucking movie where we find out, yeah, he was a crazy stalker, killed his ex-girlfriend because it wasn't really his girlfriend. Well, okay, so how long can a, a series like this actually last? I really don't feel like it could last longer than, let's say, four, se- four seasons. I hope we don't even get four seasons of this bullshit. Netflix is getting crazy amounts of views on this. It's like their next big hit on uh, on the queue. I can't think of anything else. It, since Stranger Things, I mean, Bird Box was kind of a, a, a big hit phenomenon, but that was like, it, it like transferred immediately to you because people didn't have anything else to watch and, uh, you know, they need their new shit. Hmm. So, like, I could see this going three to four seasons comfortably, Five, it's going to be terrible. I, and I don't even... I, I'd say three. Three sounds very clean. Yeah. All right. Well, well, hopefully we won't get any more than three seasons because I could easily see this pulling like a Vampire Diaries and having like a really good... Was it first two seasons? Mm-hmm. First two. And then going like nine. Yeah. Oh, my God, no. I. It, it's like... I kept comparing this to like Fifty Shades of Grey, except... Minus the money and just, you know, double down on the crazy. Oh, I'd rather watch Fifty Shades again. Really? Of course. Oh, Jesus. Compared to this. Coming up for... Everyone's so upset about Fifty Shades of Grey, but no one's upset about this bitch humping her pillow. What's wrong with the hump in the pillow? People have to sit on that fucking couch. <laughs> it, it was like a tiny little thing. I don't know. Like... That was a fucking... That was a pillow that sits on your couch, and so if someone comes over, they pick it up, set it on their lap, or they it's set next to them. It's like a head pillow. You put it next to your face. <laughs> it's a squishy. Who the fuck humps a pillow? <laughs> you haven't seen that? Sh- no. Uh, that was the first time I've seen it. I was like, okay. I've never seen anyone hump a pillow like that in anything. I, I think... Or was she masturbating, just covering her hand? Like, fuck, like, why are you even covering your hand for... You have no curtains or blinds while this one dude was just fucking you. Because I thought for a minute maybe she was covering her hand. Mm-hmm. Like with the pillow so that she could masturbate under the pillow. But what the fuck does it matter if anyone in your window sees you finger banging. They just <laughs> saw you butt naked getting fucked on your bed. <laughs> a little finger banging ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, just being honest. Given, given my opinion. Was like, so what you gotta do is you gotta go spread eagle on the window seal. You just and you gotta, like you might as well sit on the window seal with one leg up and finger bang right there on the window seal. That is like the you just biggest fucked one. on the bed, butt ass naked, you and another guy, and then like I don't I don't know. It's like we can both be naked and fuck, and it's so magical. But I don't want anyone to see me finger bang, okay? <laughs> what the fuck? It's just stupid. Oh my gosh. I don't no know. one should see me pleasuring so, myself, but everyone can see this dude fuck the shit out of me. Okay, so, whoa. Um, <laughs> I'm actually curious how this is going to change for season two. Um, <laughs> we, I know we haven't even finished season one, but I feel like... This could be a completely different show in season two, given that Netflix has bought the show. They took it off of Lifetime's hands. Hmm. So, this is... This, this isn't worth Lifetime. 
Oh, life. Oh, it's not worth lifetime. No. Lifetime. I don't know. I don't watch than... Lifetime. You. Sh- <laughs> I hope no one under the age of like sixteen listens to this. <laughs> if oh you're sixteen God. and you don't know what finger banging is, I'm sorry. <laughs> they could be googling that shit. Oh my goodness. They already know. They're not dumb. <laughs> the birds and the bees by Kelly. <laughs> that would be a good one. Oh, is that a segment? <laughs> needs, I need to just. just I'm going to order it. me one of these things. Oh no! <laughs> you're going to pop up in a few weeks, and there's going to be like six up. There's going to be six podcasts already, and you're going to be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Damn it, Kelly! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 four hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Watch three, man. All right, dog. If you're ready, don't call me that. <laughs> All right, dog. All right, friend. What? Let's watch the next one, pal. All right, that's it. That's it. I'm so All glad right. we're friends. Another finger banger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start three. You better cut that out of there. I will. <laughs> Not. <laughs> the unedited raw podcast dog is what i'm calling my podcast <laughs> oh god oh, that's so gross <laughs> hey everybody and welcome back to oh, dog with your host <laughs> nasty with me on the podcast make it stop you guys make it stop the only way you can make it stop is rating us five stars on itunes yeah that's That's the the only way i will not start my own dog podcast (laughs) don't let her do it you better go rate all of these lucky dog podcast five stars thank you thank you (laughs) Thank you for listening, and uh, if there's another podcast coming in after this, or Bumper or something like that, enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Diggities. Peace.